it is time to chat sport and we have Luke Liddy and our soccer correspondent Michael Hearn with me in the studio and we have Tom Savage of Three Red Kings uh, with us uh, on uh, the the line um, and um, South African World Cup winner RG Snyman is on the bench for Munster's United Rugby Championship game against the Scarlets at Musgrave Park in Cork this evening. The second row has not played since October 2021 after suffering two horrendous knee injuries and Munster Defence coach Dennis Leamy says it is exciting to have Snyman back in the mix. It's exciting to have him back around the place. Obviously he's a world-class player, you know, World Cup winner, so just the energy he adds, the experience he adds, even in um, you know, reviews and stuff like that, just uh, he really has an awful lot of knowledge that we can we can draw on and uh, he's a very interesting guy to, to pick brain, prick his brain and um, his experiences and his examples would be really good for us going forward so yeah, very exciting to have him back. Alright, that's Dennis Leamy uh, there and uh, Luke I mean, this is one of the brighter spots uh, on Munster's season and a very bright sporting story overall, isn't it? You know, it looked like we had a World Cup winner for South Africa R.G. Snyman, fabulous player, and we hardly saw him on the pitch for Munster because unfortunately, every time he started, he got a serious injury quite quickly. Yeah, back-to-back ACL injuries, one of the toughest injuries in sport to come back from and the the rehab that goes in behind the scenes and I suppose maybe down to the fact that he's such a big man going up for those lineups and and landing back down, but... um, yeah, look, the, the word is that, that he's always been a positive figure around the camp, that he's loved around Munster, despite the fact that he's barely played any minutes in the in the red jersey. But he's worked very hard to, to get back to where he is now at the moment. We know his quality. We know the sheer size of him as well. I mean, coming into the back end of a season where you're fighting on two fronts, it's probably the best news you can get. Now, I suppose we'll be watching him on tender hooks over the next couple of games, hoping that he gets through these games and hoping that all goes well for RG Snyman. But uh, yeah, huge positive that he's back and really looking forward to to seeing what he what he has to, to show us. Yeah, I mean, Mike, it is one of the hazards of sport, especially professional sport, when your living depends upon it, that you could be one injury away from uh, ending your career prematurely. Yeah, and Luke is right. The ACL is one that you probably never really get over because you're worried about the next time it'll go. And for it to happen twice in such a short period of time um, was, was desperate news for RG. But look... He's back. Rehabilitation has obviously worked again. He'll be like a new signing for Munster now. But I think in any sport, Joe, um, you are just one injury away from ending your career. I mean, we spoke about Evan Ferguson a couple of weeks ago getting, you know, the snap at the back of his Achilles. It could have been a career ending injury. Luckily, it wasn't. And he got the right treatment and he's back and he's back playing for Brighton and will be playing for Ireland next month. But yeah, it's, it just shows the real fine margins between a full healthy body and then an injury that can absolutely finish your career. Yeah, and Tom Savage of Three Red Kings, as I mentioned, is on the line. And uh, Tom, you know, credit all around here. Obviously, credit to uh, the player himself for the rehab, which I couldn't even imagine what he's had to go through. And then obviously the psychological impact of it. But credit to Munster Rugby. Um, Despite the fact we're dealing with a world-class player here in Snyman, and hopefully we'll see him back on the pitch, um, they stayed very loyal, didn't they? Oh, absolutely. Like... You look at, I've been watching Access Monster, which is their, their behind-the-scenes kind of video series this year, and they have a series on RG Snyman. It is incredibly interesting watching the way that Ray McGinley, one of the physios at Monster, has been working with, with RG Snyman. He has been to California to work with a specialist over there. 
um, the time and the effort and the dedication this guy has had getting back to full fitness to reward the, the loyalty, I suppose, that the monster have shown him is colossal. The reaction this guy is going to get when he comes off the bench, hopefully tonight, is uh, going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, he's a guy at full tilt, is a total game changer for Munster in the way that Will Skelton would be for, for La Rochelle. Um, one of the, like I said, when he, when he was signed, he was one of the best second rows in the world. And he can get back to that level again. He just needs to get through the next couple of games. I think that's what everybody is, is most worried about. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fantastic mm-hmm. to see him back. And uh, the, the work I, he's put in has been immense. You know, I'm, this is an easy thing for me to say, but I presume in his own head, he has to try not to worry about it. He has to go on and play as if it never happened. Oh, absolutely. Like, he, he, But he's been going through over the last number of weeks like uh, three-week blocks of, of scaling up his like the, the physical work he's been doing, um, like so, they're, like they're very confident that he is like physically back to his best. But it's like as, as the lad said, there it's very difficult to to kind of get over the idea of you know well the last couple of times I've been in the pitch like this, I've left with my with, with, with your knee in tatters. So like that's going to be something that's going to be something he's going to have to, to work on, obviously mentally. But he's a big character. He's a guy who has been like a really impressed people around Munster in the High Performance Centre with just how like charismatic and how much of a leader he is. So this is a guy who comes on, like I, I don't think he'll have any problem like getting right back into the game and mm. getting back to his best quite soon. Yeah, and look, we have full live commentary, um, including online and on the Live 95 app uh, this evening of this game at Musgrave Park in Cork. Munster taking on the Scarlets. Now, Munster are, are on a good run of form. Scarlets are probably the one bright spot in Welsh rugby at the moment, aren't they? I mean, they've had a great run of form recently too. Yeah, fantastic run and, and still, I suppose, languishing towards the, the bottom end of the table, unfortunately, Scarlets, but definitely on a, a really good run of form. And you, you look at the, the the struggle and the, the I suppose the scraping for places towards the back end of the, the URC season because, of course, everyone's trying to get into the Champions Cup and it works obviously a bit differently. There are four shields, or we'll call them regions, pools for Ireland, Wales, Italy and South Africa. Whoever wins those regional pools goes through to the Champions Cup and then you look at the placing after that to, to see the rest of the teams that do go through. So uh, I'm not too sure if Scarlets are still in the mix for that, but I'm sure uh, if they get good results over the next four games, they'll, they'll probably put their best foot forward. So they're going to be well up for this one. We don't often see Munster lose on the, the 4G surface at Musgrave Park is the thing. I think the last time they lost there was 2016. So they tend to win they tend to put up big scores as well at that venue uh, they had nine tries the last time out at Thomond Park so can they do uh, yeah. uh, another don't, one more don't, at don't, uh, Musgrave don't, Park don't give the Cork supporters <laughs> too big a head will you about what happens in Musgrave Park we don't need to keep hearing that uh, now um, we should say that Munster Rugby Hall of Fame member and stalwart of the game Brian O'Brien has passed away aged 83 and the Limerick man played an integral role across the Munster and Irish rugby landscape O'Brien's a former player selector coach and manager and as a Munster selector and team manager and maybe a lot of people don't know this O'Brien's further impact on the province came by way of introducing his stand up and fight you know that song now party piece and the song became a Munster rugby anthem as we all well know now and here's the players doing their bit with it Stand up. 
become iconic uh, hasn't it uh, Tom Savage and uh, Brian O'Brien's love of opera and it, uh, Limerick has strong opera traditions certainly influenced stand up and fight didn't it oh it did like, uh, and for a guy like, like Brian O'Brien like to have that kind of, of impact I suppose that will last generations to come like how many people can say that about what they've influenced in their life in, in the sport that they love incredibly special and it's like it's you know what a legacy that man leaves um, to have something like that. But not just that, but just the, the influence he's had on, on uh, rugby in Limerick, but rugby in Ireland even. This is, this is a guy, impact will be felt for, for generations to come, and, that, and that's about as special as it gets. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, listen, May Brian O'Brien, aged 83, rest in peace. Uh, likewise, uh, Tom Tierney, and we've talked a bit about uh, Tom as well on the show this week and indeed Liam Toland uh, who um, roomed with him at one stage paying tribute to him earlier this morning on the Limerick Today show. We'll talk more sport after this short break. Now, oh, that's uh, difficulty with that line there. Sorry, Tom must have thought I was finished with him. I'm sure Tom will think anyway that uh, Munster will win tonight. So I'm I'm making that declarative <laughs> statement on Tom Savage's <laughs> behalf. But I want to call on you if you're a Munster rugby fan, and many of you are. Do you fancy the chance to win VIP tickets to see Munster versus the Sharks in South Africa? Not Musgrave great park or Tobin Park, but in South Africa. You could spend four nights in Durban and even go on a safari game drive for a chance to win, keep listening across the day from this Monday and see if you can guess our Munster Rugby greats. With Specsavers, your local opticians and audiologists, Cruiser Street, Castle Troy and Crescent Shopping uh, Centre. Uh, now, let us uh, move on and talk uh, soccer and local soccer specifically. Treaty United FC travelled to Tralee for a first ever meeting with Kerry FC. Kerry FC are in the league this year. Uh, the sides will meet at a sold-out park that I can't pronounce, with both of them chasing their first win of the campaign. And speaking after the news that the game had sold out in Tralee, Treaty Manager Tommy Barrett says he hopes that something similar will happen at our own markets field in Limerick soon. I don't think we get the crowds that, that we probably... We should be getting, you know, particularly the first game of the season, you know, we had the lowest crowds in the whole country, um, which is disappointing. By far, the lowest crowds in the whole country, particularly the season we had last year where we where we finished the playoffs and got to the semi-final of a cup, like, you know, so, uh, and when when Derry quite close, so that, in that sense, it's disappointing, but what can you do? That's just the nature of the beast at the moment, um, and, and hopefully in the, in the coming seasons, we can grow our support and grow our younger support and, and, and get people to no, Mike, as a pure football man, I know this is a great frustration to you as well, uh, particularly because you um, had to put up with decades of people saying, if only the markets field, I yeah. go and support that team every weekend if that game was on in the markets field. But apparently nobody's going. Well, it was just shy of a thousand, which I suppose wasn't bad in terms of last year's turnouts. But when it's the lowest across the country and you have towns and villages with bigger crowds and the likes of Cove and Athlone and places like that, it really is a worry. There's over 21,000 people actively playing football across the Midwest. 
you know, you're talking about not getting 5% of them in through the gate for your senior representative side. So it is a huge worry. Uh, it is a myth, Joe, that if you go back to the markets field soon, they'll be saying when we go back to Thoman Park, they'll go there because it's a better stadium. <laughs> but just it just doesn't have the support, which is going completely against the wind of the rest of the country because all across the country sold out signs have gone up at League of Ireland ground since the start of this year and even at the back end of last year massive games in the Premier and First Division I mean Galway got over 2,500 at the Treaty game last Friday night that's why they're able to provide full-time football that's why they're able to sustain a model so I'm not really sure what the answer is you know people have tried in vain down through the years the support just simply isn't there and how we can make people turn up on a Friday night, I'm not quite sure, but is, the desire isn't there. Yeah. And, you, and you do wonder, Luke, I mean, what has replaced this for pub bores around Limerick? Because this was the thing for decades. The markets for you, Like it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, the number of people I heard say that in pubs. Oh, if only I'd be there every week. Yeah, and, and look, you, you think about the, the experience in the stadium itself and I, I suppose the, the the lovely views out of the stadium as well and you think about kind of summer football on a Friday evening where the weather is nice and treaty are playing well or Limerick as it used to be. Um, it is a really great experience. So so you do wonder and, and you, Treaty United can't really do much more in terms of, of um, enticing people to come in. I mean, they're they're essentially an amateur setup. They're playing well above yeah. their station. They've made the playoffs two seasons in a row. They made an FAI yeah. Cup semi-final last season. And they're quite refusing to pour money in which has no prospect of return. You, you can't, I mean, that's just, that's fine if you have Saudi Arabian oil money, frankly, but if you don't... Exactly, exactly. And look, what what do you do? You, you pour money into it, you maybe get up to the, to the Premier, you have to try then mix it with the really big boys, there's no guarantee that's going to work, you're back down again, you're, you're looking at trying to get promoted again, it, it becomes this up and down battle. So that's not the solution. I think that it's the right model at the moment, the, the sustainability of the club, and it is a club obviously in its infancy, Just uh, it's just the third year, so we, we have to give a bit of time and, and hopefully people understand that and see that as well. But yeah, in terms of the crowds, it, it mm. does baffle me because I think kind of kickstart your weekend, get down, watch a bit of football. As I say, when the good weather comes in, all the better for the experience of that. And uh, look, it's good quality as well. Um, so it's, it, it, it does baffle me. And then we look across the border with jealousy at Kerry FC. And where, where's that stadium? Mount Hawk Park. Thank you. I, was, I wasn't sure how to say it. Which is the epicentre really for the weekend because Ballinanti Rovers go there tomorrow in an FAI Cup quarterfinal to meet Killarney Celtic. So, you know, the next 18 hours are going to be absolutely crucial to two sides from this neck of the woods going further. Treaty hopefully get their first win. If Bala got to an FAI semi-final, it would be a phenomenal achievement. So yeah, Mount Hawk Park, Joe, sold out tonight. Uh, Treaty have sold out the away allocation as well, so there'll be an unbelievable atmosphere down there. And, you know, who would have thought three years ago neither of these senior men's teams existed and suddenly we have a Limerick-Kerry derby as such under lights, Mount Hawk Park, sold out. It'll be an incredible atmosphere tonight. And what about the Treaty women? 
Yeah, they start their season tomorrow. New manager, Albin Heiss, says come in and uh, I suppose he's transformed it, Joe. Uh, I didn't think I'd be saying to you this morning there'll be five Canadian players most likely starting for Treaty tomorrow. I've been trying to learn off the names like Cooper Lee Lane, Jacqueline Reno will be part of the squad, Hayley Walsh, Anne-Marie Uliak, and Kira McCormick, a former Republic of Ireland international based in Canada, has also signed. So, really exciting season for them. They didn't win a game last year, so drastic action has been taken. Shona Pearson is back from an ACL injury that we spoke about earlier as well so she'll be a huge addition and Katie Lawley who again was capped with the under 17 Irish team this week she's part of the senior squad so a really good mix of international local youth and also experienced players and hopefully tomorrow against Bohemians 5 o'clock at the markets field they'll get off to a good start they had a really decent pre-season albeit beaten last weekend but a very good result against Cork the weekend before but tomorrow starts a new season and hopefully a new dawn mm. And in Gaelic Games then, the Limerick Senior Footballers, Luke? Yeah, the Limerick Senior Footballers, they welcome me to the two Gaelic Grounds on, on Sunday, Joe. And obviously things not going so great for, for Ray Dempsey's men over the last number of weeks. It looked like maybe they were going to kickstart their campaign with that second half performance against Dublin, although they went on to lose that game. Then you looked at the game against Loud that was supposed to be tight. It was. Limerick went down narrowly. But I think the wheels kind of came off um, against Cork and, and that comprehensive 24 points defeat at the hands of the Rebels. And look, that's enough to really take the confidence out of you and the pep out of your step going into this game against Mead. And it's a Mead side who've beaten Cork. They've beaten Clare. They're mid-table. Uh, we know it's obviously a, a football stronghold. So look, it's going to be a really tough game. Two o'clock on Sunday, we will have commentary of the game online and on the Live 95 app. But uh, hopefully they can they can put in a performance right. and the Limerick Senior Camogie side and Limerick Ladies footballers then at the weekend yeah the Limerick Senior Camogie side I suppose still seeking their first win at the Division 1 campaign and, and would have thought to have already got it maybe against the likes of Antrim uh, last time out they take on Waterford they travel uh, tomorrow afternoon we'll keep you up to date with that one the Limerick uh, Ladies footballers then doing really well in Division 4B of the, the National League they take on Derry they're undefeated so far this season two wins and a draw so up around the top of the table and uh, hoping that uh, both those sides can get over the line and that it's a, a good weekend for Limerick GA. Alright, fantastic. So lots happening including live commentary of the rugby and the senior footballers as uh, you mentioned. Stay tuned to Live 95 including online and on the Live 95 app and download that app if you haven't done it already. Looking forward to all that sports coverage over the weekend including the clash of the Giants tomorrow on In the County between Trevor and Luke. It's always sparky I can tell you when they're previewing the weekend sport. Thank you to Luke. Thank Thank you to Mike and thank you to Tom Savage of Three Red Kings. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.